Hello and welcome back to the Littlest Petcast. I am your host James and today we are going over the episode Spend Thrifty. Um, let's just begin. So Blythe has agreed to let Minka style her hair. Minka says that Vinny is the only one who allows her to style his hair, scales, whatever. And he only gets his usual hairstyle. Blythe is interested in seeing what Minka comes up with, so Minka gives Blythe an afro, a beehive, and punk spikes. Blythe sees why Vinny usually takes his own style. So, Roger walks in with a gift for Blythe. She opens it to find a baby doll called Sweetest Sweetsy from Japan. So, Roger noticed that it was all a rage when he was in Tokyo, so... He thought he'd give it to her. Minka is instantly suspicious of this, and Blythe activates it. Roger leaves Blythe to her hair experimentation, because he is shocked about the punk spikes. And Blythe asks Minka why she is so hostile to the sweetest sweetsea. Minka senses it is nothing but trouble. So Blythe then gets a call from Cora, who got promoted to the assistant manager at her thrift store. She needs to hire a new sales associate, and she asks Blythe who wants the job. So Blythe has a new job, and Cora says that her first day is Saturday. Blythe is excited, saying it's the best job outside of LPS, but Minka is still focused on uh, Sweetest Sweet Sea. Blythe asks why, and then Sweetest Sweetsea starts crying, and Minka feels vindicated. So I'm going to be honest here. I'm not a big fan of this episode either. It's it's better than the last episode, but we're still in the, like... So, like, last episode just kind of just... The, the, the dip in quality is still, like, felt in this episode and I just don't I'm not enthusiastic about this episode I I like parts of it I like more of it than I liked last episode and it's not a bad episode by any stretch of the imagination it's just boring honestly like multiple times while taking notes I found myself saying I don't want to watch this anymore. I don't want to watch this anymore. It's just not great. And it's just, I don't know. There's there's just like parts of it that I just can't get with. It's not, let's just keep going. I might, Think of some. I might have something better in my notes later. I don't know. So later, Blythe, who has her own regular-ish style now, like her hairstyle changes episode to episode, but she has like a few go-tos, and this is one of her go-tos. So she is practicing in the mirror for her new job at Thrifty Amoir, but then Sweetest Sweet Sea starts crying, and Blythe comforts it. Roger jump kicks his way into Blythe's room, thinking she was attacked by a baby ninja. 
Blythe reads the back of the box more, and it turns out this doll cries whenever it thinks it's not getting attention. Roger says to turn it off, but then Blythe finds that there is no off switch, and that's part of the sweetest sweetsy fun. And it also has a 20-year battery life. Roger says that batteries last 10 years tops, but Blythe says she doesn't have time to focus on the baby doll. So I guess, like, the main reason I don't like this episode too much is that I'm not a fan of either story. And this story, which is the B story, I guess, of, like, it's of the whole, like, Sweetest Sweetsy doll. This is just, like, a weird premise for an episode. And not weird in, like, a good way, like the Back Window episode. And not weird in a weird way, like the whole uh, Kung Fu quilting thing or whatever. This is just... This is just weird in a bad way, I guess. I don't know. This... This is just, like... I I can't quite describe it. This is just weird in a bad way. It's weird in a way I don't like or is not interesting to me whatsoever. So let's talk about it some more. So, like, I can think of practical applications for this and what I assume the Japanese government wants out of this doll is that so people can give it to their kids so that they can learn and want to be parents when they're older, but it could also be given to people whose kids have gone off to live on their own and would like another child to take care of. But the way it backfires the hardest is that people just get this instead of having kids. Also, the fact that it doesn't turn off makes this doll cursed. It is a cursed doll, Japan, and, uh... I don't know if you know this, Japan, but those aren't, those don't end up well. I can see why someone would want to have it on. Like, there are reasons, but give people an option. Like, I don't, especially with a fundamental flaw, like, people are having this instead of kids. Like, you you already have that problem don't don't further that problem if you consider it a problem it's it's a whole thing it's i don't i don't know like i mean i don't want to tell people whether or not they need to have children but like a lowering population is something to worry about it's it's weird i don't i don't get it But, back to the episode, Blythe tries pawning it off on Roger, but Roger says that he's busy because he's got flights and stuff, but Blythe gets an idea on how to handle Sweetest Sweetsy. So Blythe puts the pets up to it, and the pets seem to like Sweetest Sweetsy, except for Minka. Minka voices her displeasure, but Russell just kind of writes it off. Blythe leaves and tells the pets about the weird design of the doll, and then Sweetest Sweetsy starts crying, and the pets all cower. So, meanwhile, Cora shows Blythe around and tells 
uh, her of her duties. So she introduces Blythe to the store manager who does not get a name, but she looks cool. Like, maybe not in the traditional sense, but she looks like she would be cool with, like, I don't know, teen stuff. More so than other adults. Like, she hires teens, and one of them is her assistant manager at this point. Like, it it feels, like, based on how she looks, it feels like she relates more with people with Blythe's age than her age, but not in a creepy way, just in a way that just kind of happens. Like, I don't know. It's like like Wreck-It Ralph. Just imagine Wreck-It Ralph. And basically, this is her, I guess. So, Cora introduces Blythe to Commodore Prettyfin, and Blythe says that they've met when uh, they were trying to find Young Mia Pet. Cora asks if it's the same guppy, and Blythe is sure. The Commodore shrugs, like, you know, small world, huh? So, I actually like this little bit of little little dialogue exchange. It's It's cute. It has a little bit of continuity to it. It's great. But then we get into the A plot of the episode in which Cora tells Blythe about the employee discount and a credit line so they don't have to pay right away. And we can see where this is going and it's just not fun. I'm not I'm not having fun with either of these like plots as a whole. I'm having fun with like parts of it with little scenes like with Blythe and the Commodore. But this is just not fun. It's like even like in situations where you can see what's going on like in Scooby-Doo like they put fun into it. This just isn't fun. This is just, like... So, last episode, I compared to, like... I compared all of the good bits to, like, being swallowed in, like, a sea of, like, darkness. This is the exact opposite, where all the good moments do stand out more, but that's because everything... Like, the the two ideas the episode is based around are completely shallow and just don't have anything. So, like, it's, like, like, this is better. I'll say that much. But it's not fun. Like, this is, like, people wading around in ankle-deep water when the pool is supposed to be three feet. It's just a really shallow episode. And, like, as much as they try to, like, punch it up, the the main two stories, like, don't do any of the lifting. It's just frustrating. So, Blythe is excited about this and thinks she can shop not only for herself but Sue and young me. She doesn't mention Jasper by name. 
like, I don't know. He wants clothes, I assume. Like, I, I, I don't know. It's, I had a whole thing, but it gets disproven later. I'm going to figure this out. I'll, it's, this whole episode is just shallow and I don't, and I felt like I was digging at this point. So Cora says not to get carried away, but Blythe says she won't. As she's getting carried away, oh dear, what's what's gonna happen? I I can't tell at all. I am like okay in the hedgehog in a plastic bubble, like I could tell where it was going with the whole like pimples thing in like senior day. I could tell that the biscuit twins were the nice little granddaughters that Lorraine was talking about. But those episodes are still fun because of how they interact. There's just no interaction here between Blythe and the situation that is at all interesting or, like, prone to good moments. It's just nothing. It's, I don't know. Am I being too hard on it? Because, like... So, the other thing I have to remember with kids' shows, and you do too, is that, like, morals need to be repeated because it could be someone's first time hearing it. So, like, I don't get my, like, knickers in a twist when, like, I see, like, a moral here that I've seen on something like Totally Spies or Dexter's Laboratory or something else. Because, like, those aired when I was a kid. This show aired when I wasn't a kid. But when other people were kids. And it's those kids that are learning this lesson for the first time. So I don't usually get upset about repeated morals because someone is learning it for the first time through this. Understand? Alright, let's get back to the episode then. So... Meanwhile... Uh, the pets are frustrated about what to do with a fussing sweetest sweetsy, and Minka hides in the hydrant and plugs her ears. The boys try to run off, but Zoe and Pepper stop them. Russell comes up with the idea of curling in a ball always helped me when I was a baby. But Pepper says that human babies don't do that. And then he wants to feed it flies, which is rejected. So, I guess eating meat is not part of the soft reset, because... Vinny eats flies still, but then they could just have regular turkey legs. I don't know how much of a problem that would actually be. It's it's a weird double standard with, like, flies and, you know, more acceptable animals, like turkey. But then Sunil suggests wrestling a baby cobra doll, which is also rejected, so he gives her a lick, which calms her down for a few seconds, but she fusses again. And Vinny says that this is a monster. And we get 
one of the first interesting things to come out of the Sweetest Sweetsy plot, which is uh, a Vinny fantasy of Sweetest Sweetsy as King Kong and Vinny as the woman. <laughs> so Sweetest Sweetsy grabs Vinny and they climb up the Empire State Building. Meanwhile, Pepper is an Irish police officer clearing the area. And just in case you couldn't tell, she's Irish. See, she says, potato, potato. <laughs> like, literally. It's like, all right, everyone, clear the area. Potato, potato. <laughs> Which is weird, but delightful. The type of weird that this episode lacks, mostly. And, frankly, the Sweetest Sweetsy doll kind of lacks. It's just a weird doll that like i don't know there's not much imagination into it it's just a weird baby doll i don't get it i don't like it it's weird Vinny demands to be put down and sweetest sweetsy almost drops Vinny, but he climbs up on her so like Vinny is wearing like like a dress and has like has like you know the long blonde hair all that good stuff. Just wanted to point that one out. So airplanes come and try to shoot down Sweetest Sweetsy. And they're in biplanes. Uh, Sunil says that pet food isn't going to cut it. But Russell says it's all they've got. Sunil has some. And they keep shooting. Zoe promises Vinny that they'll save him. And Penny compliments him on his new hairstyle. Vinny says he thought he needed a change. Minka pops out of a door on the Empire State. And says, about time... And she's wearing, like, a Flapper Girl outfit, which is really suiting for Minka. And it scares Sweetest Sweetsy, who starts falling down. And Penny grabs Vinny just as Sweetsy falls down, like King Kong. But in reality, the pets just agree to stare down Sweetest Sweetsy, which works, but then it doesn't. And then her tears blast everyone around the room. Minka then suggests like a little baby trapeze, which they do, which again works for a second. And they want to give up, but Russell won't let them. It's like the fantasy is the best part of this entire scene. And like everything else is just routine. It's just it, it doesn't feel like there's life in it. And it's really like a shame because it feels like most of season four has new life breathed into the series. Maybe a little too late, but at least it's there and at least I can appreciate it. This is just, this is like just two bad like plots strung together with like good pieces and stuff. I don't... I am not a fan. So, at school, which I guess means a few days have passed, Sue and Yang Mi are wearing some of their new clothes, and they also have a bunch of lockers stuffed with them. Blythe brings over some more clothes, but Sue and Yang Mi says that it is sweet of her, but they're good on clothes for a while. Blythe says that they're getting more clothes today, but they still object. Sue says that it must be costing her a small fortune, but Blythe says that she has an employee discount. So Jasper walks in wearing one of the, like, old shirts that, uh, like, Blythe picked out. And this was, like, a specific called-out shirt. 
and it honestly looks pretty good on him, which Blythe agrees with. But then Sue asks if he is getting made fun of, and Jasper says, no more than usual. And that's a delightful little line, but again, everything else is just kind of nothing. There's just nothing there. I don't... Like, it's not bad, it's just not there. I don't know, it just feels like two-week plots. But going back to the Jasper bit for a little bit, like, Blythe didn't call out Jasper as someone she would be shopping for, but she did anyway. I don't know why they couldn't have just added that. I guess it would take away from whatever else was supposed to be going on. I don't I don't get it. So the pets are discussing what to do with uh Sweetest Sweetsy and Pepper wants to get rid of her permanently. Penny says she thinks it's rude and uh like says that Sweetie might be disruptive. But she's also cute, but then she blasts Penny with tears and Penny changes her tune. Also, how are they getting 20 years supply of water for this? I can think of many better applications for that. So, Blaith is looking through clothes and Quora comes up to her and says that there's a limit to the store discount credit account. And that Blythe has gone over it by five paychecks. We don't get an estimate on what that is at all. So I guess I can't complain about workers' wages. But with the amount of stuff that Blythe bought, uh, and that only being five paychecks, they seem to be paying her pretty well, all things considered. Like I said, the the manager seems cool. Like, you know, living wages for her, like, workers. Like, just being cool with teen stuff, getting along with them. This manager seems pretty cool. So, Cora says that the manager is blaming her because as assistant manager, she failed to inform Blythe about everything. Which, I mean, she's also running a business, and that's a fair point. And Cora says that she can go back to being a sales associate, but Blythe objects because Cora makes a dang good assistant manager and promises to explain everything and take the entire fall. So she walks into the office, which doesn't have a door. It's just a beaded curtain, which tells you how good this uh, like, manager is, I guess. And then Blythe explains the whole situation and asks uh, for her not to demote Cora because she's a great assistant manager. And the manager is about to say something, which Blythe takes positively and says thanks. She walks out and the manager shrugs like, you know, she gets it. Teens are busy. She doesn't have time to, like, hear a full explanation and it seems like she's learned her lesson. So... Blythe is walking through the streets, wondering how she can come up with the money. She feels like she can't ask her friends or family for a loan because it's embarrassing. It's not. 
So she then gets a job as a sign spinner for a hot dog cart who can't afford to pay her own money. So she gets a free hot dog. So the pets try to begin the process of abandoning this baby doll. So they try to leave it in the dumbwaiter, but it comes back down. And I guess it's not that kind of show, but when I heard get rid of the doll permanently, I was thinking of something more extreme. Like, uh, what, what might have happened to the, that one cat in, uh, Room Enough. Meow Meow, I think his name is. Her name, I don't remember. It's the cat that just says why for most of the episode. That cat. Just, like, put put Sweetie Sweetie in the dumbwaiter and then smash the dumbwaiter down on her, breaking it. I guess it's not that kind of show. But when you say get rid of it permanently, that's kind of something I was thinking of. They don't even, like, take a hammer to it at all. So, meanwhile, Blythe enters a pie-eating contest but loses... Pepper and Penny try to mail Sweetie Sweetie somewhere, but it, it freaks out the mailman when she starts crying. So Blythe brings a lot of recycling in, but gets less than a dollar, which is, which is hilarious. And then Sunil tries to put her in a like magic box that makes her disappear, but it ends up in his hat. So Blythe advertises for a pancake place where she's dressed as pancakes. And gets paid in pancakes, which the vendor not having any money is understandable to some extent. But this is basically a Denny's, so they should have some money. So Blythe is rightfully disappointed and then sees the biscuits and hides before they can make fun of her. Blythe then thinks to borrow money from the biscuits, since money isn't an object to them. But she keeps doubling back on that because they're awful but she is desperate she could ask her actual friends but she's too proud at this point so she's asking her non-friend friends and we'll get into that so she tries to catch them only to bump into them like you do because they teleport to wherever you are i guess the biscuits make fun of blythe for being dressed like pancakes and talking to herself Blythe says she was just thinking out loud about something, which annoys the biscuits. Blythe tries to explain her situation, but they want her to hurry up. Blythe explains herself and says she's really desperate and just needs money. Brittany says she's trying to butter us up and she's wearing butter. How platonic. Wendy says, actually, it's iconic. Blythe says it's ironic. Whatever, they say. So the Biscuits say they know how Blythe feels. After they pass their spending limit, Daddy cut them off from spending for one whole hour. Blythe thinks that means they'll help, but they say they want to. But in Blythe's best interest, they aren't going to. They explain that Fisher is teaching them tough love. And that they're paying it forward. And they walk off feeling good about themselves. Blythe thinks that this is the lowest moment in her life and gets splashed by a car running over a puddle. 
But this is some serious biscuit growth. They could have just easily left when Blaith was taking up too much of their time, but instead they asked her to hurry up. And they could have just as easily had Blaith under their thumb, owing her five paychecks worth of, like, time and stuff. But they didn't. Like, and they even mention that it's in her best interest not to do that because they know they'll do something like that. They're literally helping Blythe, which is something that, like, pre-senior day biscuits would not do at all in the slightest because they know whatever they would make them do that would take time away from her and Grand Grand and they want Grand Grand to be happy and Blythe makes her happy so whatever this is serious growth and I am here for it it is great and I love it I love it this is some good good part two of the biscuit redemption arc so at the pet shop the pets are at their wits end about sweetest sweetsy and Blythe comes in they complain about sweetsy but Vinny asks why is Blythe dressed like pancakes Blythe apologizes and says she needs to take care of this doll and then gets an idea to take care of all the other dolls in downtown city Minka asks, there's more? And Blythe hopes so because she'll put an ad out to take care of them. So, there are a lot more. Like, and Blythe is taking care of them in the pet shop. And there's a surprising amount of ethno-diversity among the baby dolls, considering that this is a Japanese product primarily being sold in Japan, I would imagine. It's something else so Vinny says that they're cute when they're not upset which I guess is the goal of the Japanese government Sunil agrees and asks him to pass the kibble so a few weeks later Blaith is paying off everything Cora says that she can check with the manager to get your employee discount and credit line back but Blaith refuses saying she doesn't want to start that again Youngmi and Sue also chime in and say they have enough clothes for a while so then at the pet shop once more, Minka tries to show affection for Sweetest Sweetsy, but she cries and Minka walks off saying it's nothing but trouble. And Sweetest Sweetsy calms down when Minka is away. So does this one just not like Minka? Or is Sweetest Sweetsy just maturing and not needing to rely on people for support as much like a real child, which would align with the goals of the Japanese government? And also, does Blythe still work at the thrift store? Does she still have the sweetest sweet sea? I'm not 100% sure if either comes up again. This is just weird. I don't know. It's a better episode than I remember it being, but there's just nothing there. It's like... I don't know. I... I just don't... I'm done. I don't have anything for this. This is just not a great episode. It has its moments. And honestly, like, the, like, 
Biscuit Redemption Arc Part 2 is, like, great. And all of the other little bits are great. There's, like, I don't know, Jasper's one line, the Commodore, uh, the, the King Kong fantasy, all of that stuff. But I just don't... I don't have anything else to say about this. So... That, that'll be it for this episode of the Littlest Petcast. Be sure to leave your comments and reviews on Shout Engine, on Apple Podcasts, on the Google Play Store, and wherever else RSS feeds go when they are imported from Japan and can't be turned off for 20 years. And be sure to tune in to the next episode where we go over Unvetted. I shall see you then.